0: Yeah.
1: Hi, everyone. My name is Kolea. My pronouns are they, them, there. And my name is Lauren, and my pronouns are she, her, hers. And this is the Namaste podcast. So, Lauren, um, what is your part in the community? Uh, My part in the community? It's a hard question
0: to ask because you have to think about what community you're talking about. But um, I am uh, a black, queer, bisexual woman. Um, And my job is... uh, (laughs) I am the director of children's ministry at an Episcopal church in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: Hey. <laughs> oh, Cleveland. That's awesome. I've been to Cleveland once. It was cold. Yes. Um, I tried to wear dresses and that was that was a bad idea. I remember that. I was yeah, there. Yeah, but I was like really trying to be really cute. Yeah. 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 No one told me. <laughs> <laughs> that 50 something degrees is actually not the same thing up there. So, um... <laughs> So um, what um, does how does like, your identity and your role in the community af- inform your uh, wellness needs and your self-care?
0: <clears throat> well <laughs> um, So as a director of children's Ministry, um, well, first let me talk about. Uh, the Episcopal Church, yeah. which was founded in the United States um, after as a, um, a separation from the Church of England, um, which is oh. the Anglican Church. If you've seen Hamilton, uh, Samuel Seabury, okay. uh, who is um, the um, British henchman who sings and Hamilton kind of debates him okay Samuel Seabury is the official founder of the Episcopal (laughs) Church of the United States
1: it's kind of embarrassing well I so a moment of transparency I have listened to the music sure um several times he's not the rebels that sing revolution that's Samuel Uh, okay okay but yeah I have not seen it Mm -hmm. and um I mostly was just tapping my toes. Yeah. But that's actually really cool that... (laughs) It's something. Um... (laughs) Was he, like, not a good guy? No, it's... Well, he was
0: just on the... Well, I mean you know, American politics, but he's on, he was mm-hmm. on the British side. So oh, okay. if you want to be patriotic, then he wasn't, he wasn't right. So it's complicated. But the Episcopal church being founded, um, with the, uh, with this country, um, mm-hmm. it is very, uh, seated in, um, an idea of democracy and okay. rule, uh, not exactly like a, um, a, uh, um, Please edit this out, me not being able to remember. It's okay,
1: uh, you probably know more than most people <laughs> listening to this podcast about the Episcopal Church, so I will literally believe whatever you say. Well, there are congregational churches that okay. um
0: govern um, completely, like everybody in the church needs to come to a consensus for things to um uh for things to move forward. Okay, but in the it's, democracy, right? Okay. But well, in the Episcopal Church, we have like um different branches, we have a branch of bishops and then like of okay. lay people, so okay, um, it's very democratic, and with that, um, it's become very progressive. So oh, it's okay. different than um, an average Christian denomination. Um, there are queer, trans, um, gay, lesbian um, clergy people. Mm-hmm. Um, our clergy people are allowed to be married. Um, and with all of that progressiveness, uh, there's also a deep complicated history of race um mm-hmm. so my family actually um was members of the very first black episcopal church which is in um philadelphia okay it's called saint thomas um saint thomas episcopal church mm-hmm. and um so my family is are some of the first were some of the first black episcopalians in this country mm-hmm. and it's very complicated, because the church didn't want to recognize black Episcopalians when it was first founded, okay. and um, so there's just this deep history of racial racial tension, and now the church that I work at, though they are progressive and welcoming and inviting, um, mm-hmm. there are very few uh, other black people in the congregation and okay. m- many of them that are there are african immigrants who um oh, okay were members of the anglican
1: church so so it, I, i'm assuming the anglican church well the episcopal episcopal, episcopal mm-hmm. church is like super close to the, Ang- like, is super, super similar. Yes. If they're able to just kind of make that transfer. That's right. Okay. That's right.
0: Um, the, the politics are a bit different. Okay. The Anglican Church actually is very upset with the Episcopal Church <laughs> okay. for allowing uh, gay people to be um, married and clergy. The Anglican Church does not do that. But uh, <laughs> the Episcopalians are trying to push things forward. But anyway, all of that to say um, <laughs> that in this very white... Yeah, trying to be progressive church that I work at where I am in charge of, um, being witness to, uh, the young, m- young people as they, uh, journey to, uh, mm-hmm. through spirituality. I'm o- I'm the only voice of a person of color on staff. Wow. I'm not the only queer voice on staff. Uh-huh. Um, but I, just being the only person of color is, uh. Difficult uh, enough, and um, yeah. So in that, I often find myself um, speaking for us, reminding this group of wealthy white people uh, with good intentions mm-hmm. um, uh, what work they actually need to be doing, mm. and all of that to say, my self care <laughs> needs are great.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. It, though it's exhausting um, to be. The only voice that represents um, any kind of
1: person of color.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and are there,
1: no, you mentioned like um, the African folks sure. who are part of it. Are there like other like, African American, like black American folks? Or is it just primarily like white people and like African, black Africans?
0: I can think of maybe at a, at a very, very large church, I can think of 10. Wow. Um, Black people oh, okay. at all, five of which are African. Wow. Five of which are okay. African American. I didn't realize it was like that. Yeah, and I mean, not all congregations are like that. There are other historically black Episcopalian mm-hmm. churches, but there are such deep roots of racial tension um, in the church that yeah. people are trying to rectify now. And we mm-hmm. have um, our presiding bishop, which is like the equivalent to. Um, Bishop of Canterbury or the Pope or whatever. Canterbury. Any, yeah, it doesn't matter. Church, shit. Church. Church. Like shit. the eggs or something? Yeah. <laughs> it's a place in England. Oh. <laughs> um, oh, but uh, yeah, so we have um, a black bishop right now who's actually um, from North Carolina. Okay. Uh, and we have, there have been actually. Maybe three black women who have been elected to um, residential bishopships uh, okay. rec- recently. What is it,
1: residential bishopship? So,
0: like, um, we have our churches divided into dioceses, and each diocese is, like, most states. Like a district? It's kind of like a district, okay. yes, yeah. And it, it's, most states have two or three different dioceses. Um, okay. So we have, we've had a few um black bishops that are um, women black bishops that were elected to uh, be in charge of diocese, which okay. is exciting. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that the church overall isn't yeah. full of white baby boomers <laughs> <laughs> and that the people that I work with at the particular church that I work uh-huh, at uh-huh. are um, white baby boomers. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and so often after the end of uh, of a work of a work staff meeting, I feel drained. Um yeah. I feel uh, like, I was just on display for an hour and a half. Ooh, okay. <laughs> um, word. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like I uh, am uh, just, th- th- there's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel often like there are doors keeping other people that look like me out. Mm-hmm. And because I have this um, family history in the church, I've been allowed in. And so I try my best. Uh, to encourage the people on the staff and the people in the church to um, understand more about the other people that look like okay, me, and yeah. I'm not the only one who counts. So I'm not the good one. The, the, Ooh, yeah. No, and I mean I don't. They wouldn't use that language. They're but careful. they might think
1: it. Right. That's right. <laughs> that's right. that's yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Be told not to cuss, but you <laughs> can cuss all you want in your head. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. That's really interesting. So. um you mentioned like being really tired um, and uh, drained. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you, um, like how do you, I guess, what are some like ways that Um, When do you know that you need to engage in self care? I mean, obviously, you say like, you know, when you come home from like work meeting Mm -hmm. or something like that. But like, what are some cues where you're like, ooh, I need to like, take care of myself?
0: With good therapy, I've learned to pay close attention to my body. I'm a very mental person. Most mm-hmm. things happen. If you know the Enneagram, I'm in the head triad <laughs> <laughs> as a seven. Woo, woo. <laughs> um, but if you don't, that's fine. I'm a very mental, mentally stimulated person. Uh-huh. So with good therapy, I've learned to pay close attention um, to the signs from um, my body, which didn't happen. That's not a natural thing to... To me, to pay attention to my body. Okay. But, um, I've learned that there are certain feelings that tell me I'm not okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like some sometimes that can be um, like just tension in my shoulders. Mm. Um, but the biggest one that I really, really learned, and I this is how I knew I need to get away from um, a bad relationship, was that my stomach starts to gurgle, like wow. literally rumble and roll, because yeah. I am, I don't feel safe, I don't feel comfortable, mm-hmm. I um, things are not okay. Yeah. My body is like giving me a physical way to escape. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. My guts are rolling, like it's, it's like, time gotta, to go.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's yeah, that's definitely. Me. I I understand that I have. I call it anxiety, anxiety stomach. Mm-hmm. And when I'm feeling just particularly anxious, mm-hmm. I, um, I can't eat. <laughs> and my stomach feels like, um, okay, are we going to have to like fight? Or are we going to have to flight? Or are we going to have to freeze? Like, it's like ready to go. And it's mm-hmm. like, I can't possibly think about food because I might have to like put my life on the line when really, you know, like. It, it's it's i should still be able to digest food and deal with whatever the situation right. is but you know anxiety right anxiety that state. so yeah that's mm-hmm. that's interesting your stomach is just like Good oh yeah that's right here. <laughs> yeah. that's right okay all right yeah. so anxiety uh stomach yeah. problems and stuff like that yeah and
0: um i mean it's probably better not to let it get to that point mm-hmm. um so i guess the healthier part of me knows just when you start to feel tired, it's time to take a break, right? Yeah. There's no need to grind. There's no need to mm-hmm. push. This capitalist culture is bullshit. Ooh, like, yeah, take a break when you're ready. Um, yeah. and so when I'm healthiest, I pay attention to that and mm-hmm. know that it's time to stop. Yeah. And honestly, I think that that happens more. Uh, we were sort of talking about this earlier, yeah, but yeah. that happens more for us than it does for other people. Yeah. Um, as, uh, Black queer people, like, our our lives are under attack. Our people yeah. are under attack. It's exhausting. Yeah. It's scary. And mm-hmm. I um, I, I feel like I'm um, on the constant, like, I'm constant vigilance on the lookout mm-hmm. for who's going to be the next Karen that's going to say something fucked yeah. up. And is it going to be at me? Is it going to be at my friend? Is it going to be at that person across the street right. that, like, is just minding their own business? then all of a sudden I feel like watch them get attacked and how am I gonna respond to that? You know? Yeah. Yeah, And just that, um
1: I mean that's it's like a it's like a, a necessary hyper vigilance, mm-hmm. but it's having to be that type of vigilant in like super regular things, like yeah. going to the grocery store, walking our dog right. and stuff like that, like it's that's exhausting. Yeah. You know, it's not like I'm putting myself in a dangerous situation. It's that like all situations feel kinda dangerous. Right yeah 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 that's right um that's yeah that's that's a really good point um just <laughs> how we are in that kind of position, and it's very like it's just exhausting, and I really like what you said about just how it's not normal or necessary to be tired Mm -hmm. um from capitalism and we also spoke about this earlier Mm -hmm. about how bullshit like 40 hours a week is and not to say that like you know you shouldn't work or whatever but also like we shouldn't work but like the fact that like there are so many other things happening in our lives because of um our identities Mm -hmm. because of you know whatever um if you're, if you can hear this pitter patter, um, <laughs> folks, it's my dog being very needy. She's so sweet. Yeah, she's being very sweet, but she just won't let me stop petting her. <laughs> and so every time I stop, she's like click, click, clack clack clack. <laughs> Anyways, but it's like, um, just like knowing that like this isn't really how we're supposed to function. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't like 40 hours a week is not like how we're supposed to constantly be functioning mm-hmm. um, because it does take a lot out of us. Mm-hmm. Um, And it makes for me personally, it makes me feel like I don't have time for Mm self-care, right? Like I don't have time to like make myself a really good meal or to like just do some yoga or, you know, just bed on the couch because it's like, all right. I'm home. I have to make dinner mm-hmm. and it has to be this type of nutritious because I'm going to be tired if not. Mm-hmm. And then I have to like take a shower and go to bed and right. get up and go to work and do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it makes it feel like I don't have as much choice in my own life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why the fuck am I living this life? if I don't have a choice in like how I get to exist. That's right. One of the things that you just said, you started
0: with the phrase supposed to, like we're, mm-hmm. so, we're not supposed to be living like this. Yeah. And, um, My, uh one of my favorite uh religious thinkers um uh dr willie jennings he's a black man who teaches at yale right now i mm-hmm. um, in their divinity school mm-hmm. i heard him say today in a podcast or in a um in a lecture that everybody should listen to um it's called should or can white people be saved
1: <laughs> oh, wow this
0: title <laughs> what's that Just questions that need answers. (laughs) In this lecture he gave, Uh he said, um, Christianity is supposed to be about new life in Christ Mm. and creative energy. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it is a terrible thing to be around Christians who can't um, imagine a different way of living. Which, I mean... It's shit like that. Like, that's the only reason that I'm still Christian. Like, in a, in a, I mean, in a religion that, I mean, has found excuses to uh, hurt us as people of color, has found excuses to um, uh, hurt us as queer people, Mm -hmm. like, there's not a lot of reason to stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, But the idea that there is, for me, the idea that there is some kind of um new <laughs> new way mm-hmm. that there is a um, a place that we can dream and not only dream yeah. but find reality and that it's divinely inspired and encouraged. Oh wow. yeah. Like chills. Um I that matters to me mm-hmm. and that's uh I don't know. I feel like I honestly often feel like I need to um explain why I'm Christian. Mm-hmm. And um I I mean in so many uh progressive and radical circles, there's eye rolls um, about Christianity. And I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I I roll my eyes at most Christians, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there... I don't know. And this is not... My particular denomination does not evangelize; <laughs> that's not our thing, mm-hmm. and I could never evangelize when there are so many people that have been torn apart by Christianity. I don't ask anybody else to join us if this is something that you feel powerful about. Then, like, that's great. But if it's not, if it's not your thing, I get it. This is some bullshit and has <laughs> a huge history of colonialism and yeah, whiteness yeah. behind it. Uh-huh. But for me, like I said, there's this power in. Um, or joy in this gift of being empowered to reimagine and recreate um, wow. my life with divinity asking me to do that and with um, a person who is human and divine who knows how it is to work 40 hours a week or probably mm. more because, you know, you're, you're completely impoverished, walking around barefoot in the middle of Bethlehem and Jerusalem and yeah. um, completely oppressed brown person, um, downtrodden by the Roman Empire. like, And yet... There's this call to live together, to support one another, to mm-hmm. be around the people that are gross or weird or queer or whatever. Yeah. Like, there's this call to come, be together, respect all human dignity, and give, give what, give what is yours, share what is yours. There's mm-hmm. no need for things to be um, all one person's. And yeah. I just, <clears throat> it's reimagining. It's there's no there's no supposed to 40 hours a week, right? Like wow. we're we're not supposed to be. Doing that, and we have the power to reimagine
1: things. So. Wow, wow, wow. That's amazing, though. I, I I, appreciate, one, you recognizing why a lot of people roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, and as someone who, um, there's like a, God, what is that phrase that people say? Like, kind of jokingly, but seriously, of like, I'm a recovering evangelical. Sure. Um, that would be me. Yeah. Um, I, I grew up evangelical. Mm-hmm. I grew up like you know, trying to share the gospel and all Ugh. that kind of stuff. <laughs> <Sorry>.
0: <laughs> wow, yeah. You really cringe, but also, <laughs> <Yes. right. laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, ve- it's definitely uncomfortable and feels very unnatural to me and always, like, had. And, and not because I don't think you should share a good thing, but because I just never was fully, fully on board or fully sold mm-hmm. on what I was um, evangelizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and... But yeah, but like, I love, I love that. Like with, that's like, I think the beautiful thing I about religion, about uh, spirituality is that there is the ability and almost like you're com- almost like betting on it, like, of reimagining mm-hmm. um the future for yourself and and reimagining the future for like the community because mm-hmm. I think and this is something that I really believe like on the podcast mm-hmm. is like if you were taking care of yourself if you were doing the work then that's going to um positively affect your community or communities that you are part of that's right um and that's one reason why I really started this podcast because I was just like you know we're all like taking care of ourselves or trying or trying <laughs> or sometimes we're not trying that's right sometimes i want to be ashy in my house that's it yes.
0: yeah I but just, sometimes that is self-care is it yourself is. Is, self-be ashy in your own
1: house yeah um yeah i'm just like i'm gonna get out the shower and i'm not gonna put lotion on yeah. and um it doesn't matter <laughs> but yeah but like but i i do believe that like we're all um almost like wells and like sometimes we need to be tapped mm-hmm. um and um believing that we can just create like a future together and individually that is going to be just more conducive to like being our best human selves mm-hmm. and I think that you know working under a current like capitalistic society it does it's not conducive to being our best human selves <laughs> yes at all it's really not. Um, yeah it definitely is the opposite of that. So I really appreciate that. Um what was the name of the the, um, the speaker that you said? Willie Jennings. Willie Jennings W I L
0: L I E mm-hmm. Jennings. Okay. He's a professor at Yale and the talk. Everybody should listen to this. Everyone in the whole world should okay. listen to this. It's very um, it's very academic and highfalutin, so um you might have to watch it a few yeah, highfalutin. So you might have to watch it a few times. Um, I had to watch it a few times and take some notes and like yeah. to decode what he's saying, but yeah. it is a brilliant um message about why Colonialism and imperialism have been tied into Christianity and completely infected it and driven us towards death and away from the gospel.
1: Ooh, I'm li- I literally have chills. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. Wow, that sounds. It, it also sounds like um. So um, have you heard of like Afrofuturism? Yes. Oh, I it love sounds like it. that. It yes. sounds like that of just like we could really be in this yeah. shit, right? We
0: we can thrive. We can yeah. exist.
1: And and like also, black people are in the future. And like yes. a lot of times people don't really be thinking that black people are in the future, no. and I think that's wild. But <laughs> yeah, that's like right. literally, would, like just wrote us out. But that that really is what it sounds like. Of mm-hmm. like, hey, we can we can thrive. Mm-hmm. Like we can make this shit like. Mm-hmm
0: pop off (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's that and it's that not only can we make the shit pop off but also what white people are doing what capitalist society is doing Mm -hmm. what imperialism and colonialism have done forever is drive us towards death like
1: and not just us but the entire world. The, the entire, entire world. Literally look at this country at this exact moment. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. Okay Literally. Mm-hmm. Like at this exact moment, restaurants are like open. And not like just open for takeout, but like <laughs> open for like yeah, you can come sit at this table and take off your fucking mask mm-hmm. and eat your food because we got to keep business going, keep business and going. because you know people are just tired of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's fucking tired of this pandemic. Mm-hmm. But people are actually dying, L- literally. And you're putting to people, death. yeah. And like, mm-hmm. where's the fucking hazard pay? Mm-hmm. You know, if you if they gotta work. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's a that's a really yeah. Wow, that sounds. I got chills. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, um, how do you? Take care of your mind, your body, and your spirit? Like, what are kind of some tangible things that you do to take care of these different aspects of your person?
0: Um, I've found one of the words that we use um, in it comes from catholic theology but um in a lot of christian theology is vocation um and uh the best definition uh, that i think is out there for it is where your greatest joys um meet the world's needs and i found that um doing things that involve my call my vocation uh give me um a sense of self-care okay. whether i'm working or not so i when i um when i'm feeling exhausted from work um, it is a gift for me to be able to spend time with children. So my job is technically uh, Director of Children's Ministry, but that means a lot of um, administrative work and a lot mm-hmm. of planning and setting up events for fancy white people who like to have big fancy white events and all this stuff. <laughs> but are events still happening now? N- no, but we're moved a- we've moved everything online. So yeah,
1: that's the... I forgot about We how.
0: ran... Um, six different summer camps online. Holy shit.
1: (laughs) Wow, you did that. Yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) But the gift in that and the self-care in that was I hadn't talked to like to any of our kids, any of the kids um, for months before we started the summer camp. But all of a sudden, like, I had this great, like, restful energy and having constant conversations with children every single day. Yeah. Um, and it gives me so much life and yeah. so much energy. Um, when that is too much. And sometimes it, it, sometimes it still is tiring to be around white children who have white ideas from their white parents in their heads. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes them... Um, and cor- correcting those things in the... Um, in a careful conscientious way where uh
1: you know like that's exhausting you know so sometimes that also drains me what can you sorry will you explain the careful conscientious part because i think sometimes i don't know how to do that especially for some like white kids i just be like i just don't say shit yeah
0: well i mean i have relationships with them so that helps um the conversations flow but um i can give two examples uh one of my kids uh, both of her parents are doctors Mm -hmm. um and this was before uh everything was shut down um Mm -hmm. so we were still in sunday school she's um in going into fifth grade and uh I guess she had had conversations with her parents over at the dinner table about the virus, um, and that it came from China, um, and that it's because Chinese people eat all these kinds of foods that they shouldn't be eating. Wait a minute, these but her parents are, of... parents are doctors. Parents are doctors. I mean, this is what, this was the information that was on the news that is too. True. Yeah, I, I but, do remember that.
1: Yeah, like there was a the thing about the like yeah that.
0: the wet market, and like there are these places where you can eat all these. Um, Illegal animals. Illegal animals. Yeah, right. <laughs> Literally. Like, yeah. the, 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 yes. Okay. Illegal animals. Yeah. Which, okay. So, um, <laughs> I mean, maybe illegal to eat because they're endangered and you shouldn't be eating yeah, that. Yeah,
1: but, but not, okay. So, um,
0: uh, she brought it up in our uh, check-in circle about, like, what, you know, how are people feeling? What are we thinking about? What's on our minds? Yeah. And, um, she's like, I just think it's so unfair that we might not get to go to school because Chinese people are eating things that they shouldn't be eating. <laughs> And I said, I said, wow. You know, we have to be really careful how we talk about where diseases come from. Diseases come from all over the place, all the time. Yeah. And there are things that people eat in different countries that um, there's maybe they've been eating for generations that that we didn't know that they were eating. And Mm -hmm. there's nothing that's inherently bad to eat. Some things might make you sick, but a chicken that we ordered could also make us sick. We just have to be careful not to say it's because they're Chinese. Yeah. End of conversation. That was great. That was brilliant. Careful, conscientious, true. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, if she presented that to her parents, like, if she said that, oh, Miss Lauren said da-da-da-da, they couldn't say shit. Like, that's that's yeah. just true. Like, yeah. I mean, I hope they feel stupid, and, like, maybe they might. Maybe, but, I mean. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe they might tell her that's not true, but I don't think that's what they would say. Mm-hmm. Um uh, another example, um, we drove. Uh, I was taking the kids bowling because again, you know, rich white kids, we take them all kinds of events. We do lots of things. That's we great. Yeah. Fancy bowling alley. Oh. Um, we were in. We were in the car, and the um, the car next to us had one of those um, sun uh, sun powered like dancing Hawaiian women. You know. Oh
1: yeah. Then, like on the dash or yeah, whatever. Yeah.
0: Okay. And they were like. Oh, look at that. That's so cool. And I said, hmm, I wonder why they pick Hawaiian people to be on the dash of of a car. I wonder what they would, what would it look like if they put Irish people on the dashboard of a car? What would they wear? What if they put people who were from Spain? What would they wear? What would they put if it were Americans? What would they wear? And the kids are, like, really thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And one of them says, What if I asked about Americans. I said, they'd have a phone in their hand and a cheeseburger in the <laughs> other. <laughs> and the children. Yes. <laughs> But the point was, it's a stereotype, it's yeah. dehumanizing this per- this person, and I yeah. just wanted to slowly, like, edge them into that idea without yeah. having a big conversation where I'm preaching to them about yeah. how, and how these people are being dehumanized. I don't yeah. think they would understand that, and I don't think that whatever they said to their parents about that would be well understood, I'm lose my job, but what I did say, yeah. um I think... It's a
1: good point, and yeah. I think
0: it gives them an opportunity to explore some ideas. Yeah, and
1: especially the way you you phrase it with like questions mm-hmm. instead of like this is the answer. That's it's right. just like you know, let's just draw attention to this. Yeah. since we noticed the mm-hmm. Hawaiian dancing lady on the yeah. dashboard. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that was a tangential for me, <laughs> yeah. um, okay. I, but I really I appreciate that though because I I am no longer around kids like mm-hmm. it, the way I used to be whenever I was a teacher and. I forget like how to sometimes have those conversations mm-hmm. without like these are not my kids, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't, I'm I'm not actually raising them. Mm-hmm. I'm just like in charge of them for this amount of time. And mm-hmm. so I think that um, it, that was kind of brilliant the way you you handled those like situations that really can get really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I know how I would have I handled it whenever the coronavirus started. And mm-hmm. um, what are you eating? <laughs> my dog um and someone started saying some like racist shit about like Chinese people and I was just like yeah people sure have been showing the racist asses <laughs> talking bad about Chinese people and like, everyone on my team was like yeah yeah against the other guy that was saying the racist yeah. shit on our team and I was just really grateful that um my Hmong uh co wasn't there to witness that oh gosh because I was like we're on the same team here, and at that time he was a minority, and so it's mm-hmm. just like you're not saying this shit. Mm-hmm. But so I appreciate seeing that you know, for like worded for children to be really conscious about that. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, we were talking about um, different ways that you engage your mind, your body, and your spirit in self care. I forgot. Um,
0: so definitely it's rejuvenating for my spirit to spend time with children listening to them ask questions. So that's that answer. Um, my body, ah, oh, god. Another religious point is that I I practice Lent, um, oh, okay. which is like um, uh, 40 days of fasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and my Lenten practice this year was to be more in touch with my body because it's like I said before, it's very difficult for me um, to make that like connection that like my body is a part of myself. Like, yeah, <laughs> okay. um, so I... Uh, did a 200-hour yoga teacher training. <gasps> I know. You did?
1: I didn't get to tell you that. Oh yeah. I know. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, it was really powerful. I would love to hear more about that, but it doesn't have to be now. Yeah. That's really tangential. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And I don't think I'll ever teach, but I learned so much yeah. about myself and about where things feel different in my body and where things feel good and yeah. where things feel like I want to change them. And mm-hmm. I was just, I, I spent those 40 plus days um in in contact with my body and i'm trying my best to keep up the practice <laughs> yeah yeah um it's challenging it's it's a it's a big challenge for me so
1: yeah that's yeah. really cool
0: yeah okay and as far as my mind dude have you guys heard of this uh app liberate yes Ooh, liberate liberate is yeah
1: it's (coughs) brilliant it's brilliant will you tell yeah
0: talk about um liberate is um a collection of guided meditations and talks and um conversations with um practicing uh buddhist people of color Mm -hmm. um And they, some of the meditations are intentionally about um, being a person of color. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some really good ones about uh, anger after facing microaggressions. Um, There are some really good ones. My favorite ones are are about ancestry, um, which, uh, like, there's one about um, finding the place that you're indigenous to, which you and I were talking about earlier. Um, And just, like... I literally cried when I did this meditation. Um, you start facing your birthplace and the man who's, who's uh, doing the meditation like asks you to imagine the moment that you were born in um, the place that you were born in and then asks you to imagine like the place that your parents were born in mm-hmm. and then your grandparents. And then if you can't go any further back than that, just from the history of ethnicity or maybe what maybe you don't know because of whatever kinds of family systems or births systems you have, just mm-hmm. imagine, just create it yourself in your head. And it's just this opportunity uh, to dream and find your people in your heart and in yourself. Wow! Um, I had this vision of myself, like, Uh, or someone like me walking on a beach somewhere like in West Africa Uh and I was imagining like what my legs would look like if I was walking on sand all the time and Uh I was imagining um, what food I would be eating every day and um what the people around me would look like and and because there's white ancestry in me too that I like I can imagine people in Greece and in Ireland living their particular lives and just like also it gave me an opportunity to kind of it's really easy to uh for me to dismiss a lot of my white ancestry Mm -hmm. um and it gave me a chance to connect with that and Mm -hmm. imagine um things that were hard about their lives especially before Whatever kind of imperialism or colonialism came and affected them.
1: Yeah. You know? so. Wow, that sounds that sounds amazing. I haven't seen that particular one. Yes. And I will say this about the Liberate app is that they do have different lengths. Yes. And so, like, it, I my commute to work is like around ten minutes, mm-hmm. and so they have like seven minute and ten minute meditations and like breathing exercises mm-hmm. and um and stuff like that. So I definitely recommend it. Um, there's this is me uh advertising them pro bono, but uh liberate app it's like a little red icon with like a white uh, outline of a person kind of thing and it's it's really brilliant and it is very very queer friendly as well I will say that Um, they like during pride month I've seen that they had like you know um, just different um, queer folks on there as well who are um, leading meditations Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and they
0: have a whole section on just of of queer people of color Um,
1: yeah it's great so everyone is a BIPOC on there and Mm -hmm. Um, yeah it's really wonderful yeah, that's, really a, nice. that's a really good yeah. uh, resource actually It too. really is And they did
0: recently start charging But I still recommend oh, it to they? anybody Yeah it's too bad But I
1: mean you know I want them
0: to you know Whatever everybody has to
1: Yeah Capitalism yeah! <laughs> Yes We Capitalism. all still live in the system Yes yeah, still yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay yeah So yeah mind body and spirit that was That was really great yeah. I appreciate it. Well, it's just fun talking about things about myself, so this is
0: fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm really excited. I've been thinking about all these things for like, you know, months and months now. And yeah. I have a place to just like,
1: oh, you want me to expand on that? Sure. Kalaya, no problem. <laughs> I appreciate that though. <laughs> yeah. So it's really great. Any anything else for as far as like mind, body, spirit, how you take care?
0: Um, I think that uh, um incense is important. Like sense is so oh, important. Like scent is so yeah. important. It's that's just the
1: point. Yeah. Like
0: I, I've really and I don't know which one of those three I mean maybe all three that they, it enlivens mind, body and, and soul. Mm-hmm. Um Uh, but I've been doing um, a lot of aromatherapy.
1: (laughs) Okay, yeah. Yeah. Do you have particular favorite, like, scents or combinations?
0: Um, I love sandalwood. The smell of sandalwood just, like, oh, it's so gorgeous. And amber, like, those kinds of, like, rich, um, deep scents. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Those are comforting to me. But also, of course, lavender. It's a beautiful thing and I love picking lavender from my garden and making little pouches out of it. Like and like have little smell good pouches for the day and um I also uh, have some frankincense oil that Ugh. I usually use with the kids and like yeah.
1: when we talk about Jesus' birth. And oh that's I let right. Them yes. all sniff
0: the frankincense and you can smell the story. <laughs> yeah. I
1: recommend Tunisian frankincense. Mm-hmm. That shit, that's like the that's the one for me. And mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out why I kept buying like frankincense oil and stuff like that and it wasn't hitting the spot. Mm-hmm. And then I smelled some Tunisian and I was like, oh, this is the one that I've been looking uh-huh. for. It's so sweet and like mm-hmm. well seasoned yes yeah yes so nice
0: i think that's that's all i have <laughs> yeah, that's great though That's
1: great <laughs> and um that is true that i think i i Growing up, I wasn't allowed to burn incense. Mm-hmm. Neither was which I. Which is such a weird. Okay, right. Yeah. Why was it like the religious thing for you? No, my mom is allergic. to Oh, sex.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. But she she swears she's allergic. I don't believe her. <laughs> she's okay, I like, think she's she's very sensitive. Okay. She's, she's got oh, sensitive I don't nice. wanna. I don't wanna. She's she's black. Okay. <laughs> I love my mother. She's black. <laughs> <a lie.
1: laughs> well, for me, I think my parents thought I was like trying to hide up like smoking weed or something oh. like that. Um, Or like, I would be like, you know, vibing in uh my room, (laughs) truly minding my fucking business. Okay, Like the lights would be low. I would have like my black light on because I'm I'm born in 88. (laughs) (laughs) It's very much like a part of like who I am. Uh I love the black light. Um, And I would like, you know, find some incense at like literally the Dollar Tree Uh and burn that and just be like, relax and feel really good and safe in my room. Mm-hmm. And my parents, especially my mom, but my um, my dad too, would um, not like that I had my room door closed. Mm-hmm. By myself, right? Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't, I didn't have like a friend over, mm-hmm. it was just me, but by myself. Mm-hmm. Reading a book or something, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, "What are you doing in here?" And they be always so suspicious. Mm-hmm. And I would just be like, um, "I'm minding my business. like I don't know, like journaling, right? Like, like a I, book. Yeah, laying <laughs> on my bed, being like spiraling. Like, what do you want?" <laughs> so yeah, I, I, but my parents they'd be like, "Why? Why are you burning incense? What are you covering up?" And I'm like, literally nothing, mm-hmm. like. Mm. But yeah, that's
0: funny. And my mom's very sensitive, and when when friends would come over if they had like body spray on them, mm-hmm. she would tell them they need to leave or take a shower.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow, she's, she's a that's lot. interesting. <laughs> that is something. funny. I remember one time though, like this is random. I remember one time um, we were going to church, uh-huh. or no, that doesn't sound right. Maybe we were going to church. Maybe we were going somewhere else. But I was. Um, probably in like middle school, maybe early high school. And we're running late because we're black and Mm -hmm. black people just be late to church. Um, and because also electric church lasts all day, so yes. I mean, like, why be on time or early for something that's just going to be here all fucking day? One during. of the benefits of being a member of a white denomination
0: is that church does not last all day. Yo,
1: when I discovered that white people were just like in and out in like an hour and a half, mm-hmm. and I was like, So I got my, su- my Sunday afternoon and my Sunday evening, mm-hmm. I'm not even coming back on Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. I'm like done, yeah, I'm yeah. in and out, yeah,
0: yeah, that's
1: like right. worship is like 15 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one's doing backflips down there. That's them. right. Yeah. <laughs> the black people don't have time for that. <laughs> black people are like post up. Yeah, that's right. You're here. Do you care about the spirit? Yeah. We're here. That's it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the spirit's not going anywhere and <laughs> neither are yeah, you. That's right. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I I like low key started going to white churches because I was like I want I want to do other stuff on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Sundays are great. Yeah, yeah. It's, I love it's, a Sunday now. Yeah, yeah. It's still the weekend. Yeah, I love to go to brunch. Mm-hmm. There's no time for brunch. brunch no. I miss
0: brunch. Yeah, I'm, I miss everything
1: yeah I miss brunch though brunch is probably one of my biggest thing where I'm like I wanted to have like when I got like divorced um, (laughs) which a bitch is still divorced but like but like when I got divorced I wanted to have like a big like Party mm-hmm. literally and like have like a bunch of friends over and us just like nosh on like brunch with mm-hmm. like pancakes and hash browns and Ugh. fruit and mm-hmm. all that stuff. But the fucking pandemic, mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, that's not responsible. Right. <laughs> so I think I just got drunk by myself. know <laughs> the weekend. You do what you gotta do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is definitely not how I had pictured it, but I'm still divorced. <laughs> so I guess I guess that's cool too. Yeah, but. Yeah, no, I, um, I forgot what we were talking about, but, uh, (laughs) about incense and, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, so, like, we were going, I think we were going to church or something like that, and I was, like, running behind because, why not, you know, not enough bathrooms in the house, and I got in the, I got in the car, and I brought lotion with me because Mm -hmm. you can't show up to church ashy. Sure. Um, and um, I started putting this lotion on and I will admit that I did not love the scent but they had run out of this different scent that I liked and so it was like ocean breeze or some shit like that which is, is like listen I'm from like my family is from Wilmington so I actually know what the ocean smells it doesn't like smell it does like not that. smell like that it <laughs> doesn't smell bad per se but mm-hmm. like do I want that on my body no mm-hmm. so I was putting it on and my dad was like oh oh, oh what is that and I was just like it's lo- you can see me putting lotion on you- it's lotion and he's just like oh, <coughs> I can't breathe this is how my up. mother is with
0: <laughs> a candle we walk past bath and body work in the mall my friend dares to have like sprayed a little like spritz of something on their wrist like anything oh my <gasps> you need to take a shower you need to go home like have your mother come pick you up have I your mother come pick you oh up my God. wow she's, that
1: is that's pretty funny she's a lot my, my dad married this woman not my mom um uh, not even my stepmom married this woman who <laughs> had uh, such a sensitive nose that she could smell ants Ants don't have a smell, do you? Yeah. Listen, I've never smelled an ant in dance. Okay? But, like, we had, uh, because she didn't clean, um, the house was, like, a hot mess. And, like, they got... My dad got remarried, um, like, when I was, like, 17. So I wasn't... I didn't live with this lady a mm-hmm. lot because I went to college, like, the next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they got married, like, right before my senior year um, in high school. And so... Um, but, yeah, like, she would just be, like... <sighs> Ants And I'm like, it's because you don't clean the fucking house.
0: <laughs> so what you're really smelling is, like, stink you of fill. your... Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's all like, all
1: no, there's ants. And she would literally sniff them out. She would, she would actually find the ants wow, in the house. That's fascinating. It was fascinating. And But, yeah, she was just like, I got a really sensitive nose. And I was just like, I mean, that sucks, actually. that You can smell ants? Because, like, ants are everywhere. And, like... What else can she smell, though? I don't know. Like, can she smell, like, if a stranger didn't, like put on deodorant i don't know they're on the other side like what i don't know but ants was like a huge thing but it smells like ants and i'm just like i think she's just smelling stink that's what i think i i truly never smelled it um Mm -hmm. i mean i can smell things like rain Mm -hmm. but like i don't know if that's like a southerner thing or like a black person
0: thing i think it's anybody who pays attention to their surroundings i
1: don't know I've i've said like oh it smells like it's gonna rain and people have been like that's not a thing. There might not be people that pay attention to their surroundings. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I, I, I'm going to say it like it's because I'm like a water sign. Yeah, yeah. And there you so go. Like, mm-hmm, <laughs> the rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though I don't like the rain. but Really? Uh, no, yeah, I don't like it because I'm always cold. And so when you get like involuntarily wet, then you're like cold. Mm-hmm. And I hate like wet socks and I hate for my oh, feet yeah. to be wet. I... And like, you know, whenever I had like a relaxer in my hair, I oh, had... Yeah. You know for my hair to get wet mm-hmm. um yeah I'm just like it's just I, I hate involuntary coldness wetness mm-hmm. yeah that makes sense yeah. that makes sense and plus like I don't know I have a dog and I hate walking the dog in the room because she really be looking at me like I'm literally not walking like <laughs> hold the umbrella out over me like and I do it <laughs> So, you know, and I walked into that one. <laughs> of course, of course. With, with your rain jacket on, you know? And I, like wipe her little paws and oh her like stomach gosh. because the stomach drags on grass because yes. she's so small. Oh, but poor yeah. Baby. I know. But your dog has a lot of hair. Yeah,
0: he does. But he's all shaved for the summer. You okay, know? nice. a kind of summer cut. Yes, nice and sleek. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, he. Um, he loves the rain. He loves all water. Um If there's a pool, he will be in it.
1: Cause is he a poodle or is he like a labra or something? Labradoodle. Oh, there we go. Yes, poodle, that's cool. so he's all about the water. Yes.
0: We went to the dog park today, and uh-huh. he somebody filled up a kiddie pool, and I was like, "No, don't do that." Oh yes, no, God, no. And then I look up, and he's like Sprong. out. Know what they're talking? Yeah, no. <laughs> he runs over to me and like shakes off and gets oh, my everybody wet god.
1: God. god that's mm, so, so funny mm-hmm. I remember I had this dog that I could take to the dog park yeah. and- <laughs> Or Leia yeah Leia is a little bitch yeah. but um this dog's name was Denise and she was some sort of retriever mix she looked like part German Shepherd part something else But she loved the dog park and actually did really, really well there. Like, like just was like, oh, you're running. I'm also running. Mm -hmm. Great. Like, I don't even care about the ball. I just want to run. And there was always like this um, muddy pit in just like the middle of like the big dog park Mm -hmm. area that all the dogs would be like, especially after a rain would be like, this is the place to play. Like it was like bass right like you know you're playing tag and mm-hmm. you have like bass or whatever it was like bass for the dogs mm-hmm. and all of us would be like get away from me <laughs> yes. and the dogs would just like gravitate mm-hmm. towards it mm-hmm. and like just stand in it walk in it mm-hmm. dive in it roll around is this the in fraser it. dog park that's or the um, what is that what it's called? no it's um at um mcalpine Mac- oh okay it's like down monroe road okay but yeah like for some reason and like everything else was like covered in like mm-hmm. lush grass and mm-hmm. stuff like that and for some, there was just this one pit and all the dogs would just be like hey mm-hmm. this is the spot yep. and I'm like look at all of this grass to roll around mm-hmm. in no. you could even roll around that dog's shit over there no don't do and, that either do that. but like and they would just be like in inside there mm-hmm. but yeah so yep. it was whatever yeah um <laughs> what is something you need to improve on in self care um Yeah. I talked a bit
0: about my relationship with my body Uh already. Um, That's uh, something I'm, you know, I'm, I really am working on it. Um, hired a black lady fitness coach who's awesome and um, uh, local to Cleveland um, near me and uh, I am grateful for her and her insight and she is always frustrated with me because I am supposed to log things and I am habitually unorganized (laughs) Uh, but she's great and um, motivating and and also like uh, recognizes that I'm not doing this necessarily to lose weight. Like, I'm okay with being mm-hmm. a fat person. Um, but I am trying to build endurance. And so mm-hmm. she, we don't talk about weight, if that's not what I want yeah, to talk that's about. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, she's great. Um, so, yeah, my relationship with my body um, and being aware that uh, that is a part of what it is to have a self, <laughs> to have a body. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, uh, what else do I need to improve on in self care? You know, it's hard to say. So many of the things that um, people typically talk about with self care have a lot to do with um, being more productive in capitalist Ooh. society, and I really, say more. I really hate that. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't want to participate in that. Like, I, yeah. my goal is not to be more organized because I don't want to spend more time working or thinking or doing things I don't need to be doing. Mm -hmm. Like, if anything, I want to spend more time um, trying to do things that I want to do, like (laughs) find ways to, um, minimize work and not increase it. Mm Um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. So I'm not, I'm not interested in productivity. I've been thinking a lot about success recently and, um, how I, this is this doesn't make sense. I know that success is a concept, but it's not something. I was gonna say, I don't believe in success, but I guess what I really want to say is that I don't aspire to success. Mm-hmm. I don't aspire to succeed if if it means um, putting somebody else down or mm-hmm. if it means um, being on top of something. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't aspire to be better than someone else yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. and that doesn't mean that I want to put myself on the bottom it just means that I'm interested in a collective um, narrative and world and existence Wow. Yeah. so I'm not, if success means something that you're better than another or that you've um, uh, achieved something that someone else can't then I'm, I'm just, I'm not interested in that yeah. so I don't know. I guess finding a way to express all these silly ideas (laughs) might be something that uh, um, I need to work on for my my self-care. I feel Mm -hmm. like um, a lot of these things just sit in my journal, maybe go to random texts um, to my best friend Mo, but Mm -hmm. other than that, (laughs) um,
1: I don't really have an outlet for these kinds of ideas. Okay. Yeah, I'm... Maybe finding an outlet. Yeah. Yeah. I really yeah. like what you said about, um, well, one about your um, fitness trainer, fitness yeah. coach. Yeah. Um, not focusing on weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of tying into like not focusing on success mm-hmm. or like, I want to be you know, better at this in 10 days or, you know, be more organized because I think that you're right. Like a lot of times people think of self-care as like improve, there's quotations Mm -hmm. here, (laughs) improving um, yourself and like improvement to society a capitalistic society mm-hmm. and a hierarchical society mm-hmm. it looks like you know getting ahead mm-hmm. and like you know having that competitive edge exactly. and like being a better ideal version of yourself um, but then it's not really asking like, what's a better ideal version of yourself. It's really more of like, how close can we get you to this mold that we've decided of right. what you should be and do and look like as a person. Exactly. And so, yeah, like what your, your fitness instructor is like, okay, whatever weight, like mm-hmm. you want to be able to. Run this far, yeah. like that doesn't actually have a lot to do with your weight right. um, and so I, I I appreciate that, like that kind of taking the focus off, and that is something I think that for me, sometimes I have to remind myself that that's not necessarily self care mm-hmm. of not necessarily with like weight stuff, but more of like um yeah, sometimes with weight stuff, but also like just because I didn't do this thing that I didn't want to do. Mm-hmm. That was gonna make me more successful, or you know, progress me more, and mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Doesn't mean that I'm not taking care of myself because I'm ultimately like doing what feels good and right to me at mm-hmm. that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm with myself a lot, so I tend to be a pretty self-aware person. Mm-hmm. So.
0: I relate to that.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool, though. Um, and then what is something that you excel at in self-care? I am so good at naming. Um what
0: I feel and, um, not what I want, but what I feel. I am, uh, and I'm usually able to communicate that well, which means that I can advocate for myself. That's great. Um, and I mean, sometimes it's hard to ask for, again, like it's hard to ask if you don't know what you want, but Mm -hmm. it's good to, it's good for me to know what I'm feeling and it's good for me to be able to, I mean at work even um to express like this is this is what i'm feeling and then that brings feelings into the conversation <laughs> and, uh, and um i mean it's church but it's um it's you know it's still sure. it's still work it's mm-hmm. still a white space it's still um uh i mean it's still a capitalist space because it's an institution you know yeah. so um even though it's church feelings don't always come up you know programming mm-hmm. is important and um, Figuring out what the next thing is and how we're going to make something perfect is important. And um, I don't know, conversations can stop when somebody brings up a feeling and it mm-hmm. just refocuses and changes the energy. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's really important. Uh, I think that's important for the culture. And I think it's, well, it's really important for me. I mean, I'm a cancer. I have all the feels and I need to share them. And I know, <laughs> I know how to share them. Um, and yeah, yeah, so... I think that's my my best self-care yeah. thing, too.
1: That's really cool, though. I think that it it's very brave. Ooh, I don't love that word. But really?
0: Like, I, yeah. I like the word brave. Can you tell me why you don't like it?
1: I'm I, sorry. It's your show, but... <laughs> First of all, LOL, let's show. I don't love the word brave because I think people use that as a weird way, as like an underhanded compliment. Yeah. Mm. So, um Mindy Kaling? Yes. Okay. So, Mindy Kaling is actually remarkably average size, but like mm. people yes. consider her to be like, I guess larger size. She's like yeah. I wear she's size like 8. A, yeah. Like <laughs> a 10 I was going to say. Yeah, she's like like an 8, eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like she's, she's like pretty normal size. Mm-hmm. Um I think I could fit um, pr- pretty much all of her clothes. Mm-hmm. But um you know, she had on like um A shirt that had like her midriff showing but it was like you know she was wearing like a high-waisted something because we didn't have like a midriff yeah and so there was like a slither of skin it was just it was just like such a tiny bit of like brown showing Mm -hmm. and someone was like oh you're so brave for wearing that because you know people think that she's fat and and so i think i think of that a lot i just like oh my god you're so brave and it's just like for, like, you know, showing society, like, that you don't care what people think about your body. Or, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're so brave for, like, talking about your feelings. And so I, I I recognize that, like, brave is, like, not... That's not the only context, but I hear that a lot now. Sure. Um... And now I forgot why I was saying brave. Oh, for sharing your feelings, mm-hmm. but like genuinely with no snarkiness and no sarcasm. I really think it's brave to like bring up your feelings um in a workplace, especially if you are like literally the only black person there. Um because and we were talking about this earlier about like how white people tend to sometimes have these these very like set um decisions about what it means whenever a black person shares their feelings um, or, you know, whatever. Like how I, like someone was like, oh, you have an anger issue. And I was like, I've literally never had had an anger issue in my entire life. I don't know who the fuck you're talking about, Mm -hmm. but it's not me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, but it was because like, I was sharing feelings Mm -hmm. and I was like being honest Mm -hmm. and at a workplace where like passive aggressiveness was rampant Mm -hmm. Um, and so I was, like, being, like, extra and aggressive because I'm not a passive-aggressive person. Right. And so I think it's really brave of you, though, to, like, remind people of, like, their humanity, right, in a workplace. Even though, like, you know, and for me, I would think, like, oh, this is, like, at a church, and so we don't need Mm. to remind each other (laughs) of our humanity. But, I mean, like, ultimately, like you said, this is... Work. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an institution, and anytime something is an institution, the humanity kind of goes out the window. That's right. And so to constantly have to remind people, mm-hmm. like, hey, I have feelings because I'm a person. Right. And you're a person. Mm-hmm. And, like, this is going to affect people's feelings. Right. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really commendable. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, I, I think sometimes I, I, I shut down because mm. I'm just, like, I don't want to be perceived as angry. And I mm. also sometimes don't want to, like, do the work to, like, have the conversation about like why you need to whatever the fuck. I spend feelings. way too much time doing the work, having conversations yeah. with white people.
0: Yeah. I the rector of my church. I asked what's her, a rector. Oh, the priest in charge. Oh, um, okay. The person in charge. Um, uh, head minister. whatever. Okay. Um, uh, she, during um, the uproar over the black lives matter movement and all that Mm. um Mm -hmm. after george floyd's death um i was very angry with her because um she sent out a sermon that wasn't that didn't address anything that was going on in the world Mm. and it was because of some technical complications we were our director of communications had left um the week before it was a pre-recorded service oh it's not that hard to re-record something though (laughs) you know and um there were terrible things happening and people were really upset and And, yeah yeah. and it it, would be
1: weird and it was it wasn't sensitive yeah it was awful it was really
0: and it was um it was technically like a um a a holy day was um pentecost that um the sunday after george floyd's death and so um it was a really celebratory sermon and like happy and cheerful and one of my parishioners who is a really... I don't always love the word allyship. I love that we have words that we don't use and we lo- we don't love. <laughs> I think that's so... I don't know. I just think it speaks a lot to the intentionality of our generation.
1: And yeah. I'm, like, I'm really yeah. grateful for that. But I think it means that we're a lot more sensitive to... Uh, connotation, yeah, as well. Because like, right. typically, brave is like not a bad thing. But That's like, right. Because of the way people use it, we're conscious of that. That's so, right. Yeah.
0: Um, but I don't love the word ally. But ally, this really great white lady who's a wonderful ally called me, and she was, I think, she was pissed, <laughs> and, um, and she was like, what. Why would that why would that be the sermon on this Sunday? She said, "My children have been crying all weekend with me because this has happened to another person mm-hmm. who's been murdered in the streets." Because of the color of his skin. And what the fuck am I supposed to tell them? Like, what yeah. what the fuck am I supposed to tell them if they're, um, if this is how their church, their their faith home yeah. responds to that kind of thing? Yeah. Pretends like it didn't happen. And so I called the director and had a conversation with her and she was, like, oh, well, you know, whatever. So as a result of that, like, mm-hmm. she and I had several conversations and, like, mm-hmm. Had we? I had her watch videos and break down and like all kinds. You did of things. the work. I did, and I, are you getting paid for that? I'm not. So that's okay. the thing is that I'm I'm not. I'm really not. Because like you're like
1: the director. of... Children's ministry. Okay, cool. cool, cool. Not of um, Not diversity. F- nope. No nope, racial not. sensitivity nope. or whatever the fuck the yep, words are. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: and so sometimes it feels like, and I I know this is controversial, but for me sometimes it feels like. This is this is silly, but it's like a part of my Christianity. It's part of the, the sacrifice. Like, I want... I care about these people. Yeah. In their whiteness, in their brokenness as humans, mm-hmm. and in the, their brokenness and living in the systems that they live in. Yeah. I care about them. And I want them to do better, and they fucking have the power to make a difference. Yeah. So, and to make a change. So, it's fucking exhausting. It hurts sometimes. But I, like, go out of my way to do shit yeah. like that. And, um... I don't, I don't always, but when I have the when I have the wherewithal within myself to do it, mm-hmm, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know why I started talking about this, but
1: <laughs> well, because I was saying how brave it is for you to remind people of humanity, right? Because and, that's part of it. That's and part of I think human. that I think that in you having these uh, quote tough discussions, <laughs> right? These quote racially charged mm-hmm. discussions, mm-hmm. I think that you are reminding. White people of our humanity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, and and I think that that's really hard work. And I I know that I often will be like, that's not my fucking work. Mm-hmm. And I know that because I I know people who literally make it their work. Who mm-hmm. are like, here's my cash up. Here's that invoice. Right. You know, like if you if you want want to like pick my brain about this, then like this is how you can do it and like they and I I love that they've monetized mm-hmm. it because I'm just like, yeah, this is fucking work and like making making uh my identity mm-hmm. right like as like a black queer person mm-hmm. um into a topic of discussion, mm-hmm. especially with me there like in, yeah then mm-hmm. like I need, some sort of compensation if i have to sit through this shit or if i if i'm choosing this that's also me Mm -hmm. and like i recognize some people have like the capacity to be able to do that and so when you said like you know when i have the capacity to do it i'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. um but then also like it's totally okay if sometimes you don't you
0: know i wonder if you think that because people are monetizing um off of this if you think that um People who are voluntarily having these conversations, mm-hmm. especially in workplaces like in official settings, it's one thing to talk to white friends like, uh-huh. yeah, want to educate because you love them, but it's yeah. another thing in the work setting. Do you think that, um, doing things like that is taking away work from people who are monetizing
1: off of yeah. this? Really, absolutely not.
0: Hmm.
1: I think that there's enough black people, I think there's enough BIPOC people, um, to get the job done, mm-hmm. um, and I. I also know that there are certain organizations, institutions, work sites or whatever that are not going to pay for it. Yeah, that's right. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They're just not they're not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. And so if someone were to come to me and ask me Mm -hmm. to do that and be like, and I want to pay you, I'd be like, that sounds cool. I like money, but also he, I have this friend, I have this friend, I know this person, mm-hmm. I know this person okay. who have the curriculum right? and who have the words and who have the time and the capacity and mm-hmm. the desire to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you really want that resource, then like I can point you. And I feel really grateful that I know people who are doing this work. Right. Um, but I also recognize that like I don't think that it's taking away from. I think that there is an abundance of it. I just think mm. that. I think that whenever there is an abundance of anything, and I also don't necessarily believe in scarcity. Yes. But I think that. Yes. So yes. That's why I fuck with you. That's why. Yes. Like, like, I think that whenever there is an abundance of something, uh-huh. um, that means that we have the capacity to monetize in some way. Uh-huh. Um, because people need to make money, uh-huh. okay, uh-huh. since we live in this fucking society. Uh-huh. And that means that there's also plenty of resources to give it quote, give it away for free. Sure. Sure. Um, and if you, Lauren, have the capacity to give it away for free, that sounds terrible. <laughs> I'm <really> so sorry. <laughs> Um, but like you know, to do that work, whatever, it's not gonna. No, end. but I wonder though. Like yeah. the way that
0: language sounds, I wonder. I mean, it's. I think it's a morally complicated situation. We kind mm-hmm. of t- addressed that already, so I wonder.
1: Giving it away for free, like yeah. that, might be the right language. I wonder. I, don't I mean, know. I, I think that sometimes, what I do whenever I'm like this shit should be paid for, is to point that out. Mm -hmm. Um, A couple of years back, I don't remember what year it was, I think it was in 2018, Mm -hmm. um, I did this when I was in the coffee industry. Um, I did this, uh, I forgot what it was called, but basically it was, um, I put together a panel of like queer, um, trans, some bipoc mostly bipoc uh folks um in the coffee industry Mm -hmm. to kind of address and help like all the there's a lot of white coffee shops in in charlotte there's so many everywhere Everywhere, yeah (laughs) um and and it it was broadcasted so there were people like in other parts of the country um but basically um what i pointed out about this whole thing was panel was i was like we are constantly living inside of our identities Mm -hmm. I am never not a black queer person. Mm -hmm. I'm never just black. I'm never just queer. Mm -hmm. I'm always a black queer person. And the amount of work that I have to do to exist within a very homogeneously white space and to like get ahead and like I'm not a particularly ambitious person, but like Mm -hmm. I have aspirations, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. like I'm like, oh, I would really like to do this. Mm -hmm. Then like is... um, that's a lot of work. And what we are offering you as like queer, as trans, as BIPOC folks on this panel, we're offering this to you for free. Mm-hmm. This is some people's life work Mm -hmm. and we are offering to take an evening out and to share parts of our identity, to explain parts of our identity, and to tell you, to instruct you, to teach you Mm -hmm. what to say and what to do and how to essentially have a safe workplace Mm -hmm. where you're not... um, microaggressing you're not um just straight up oppressing yes. <laughs> you're not fucking mm-hmm. over your um your people of color on your staff you're not fucking over um your queer people on staff we're doing that for free mm-hmm. you should be thanking us yeah. and, that, and like and i wasn't i didn't put my cash app this was mm-hmm. like before i even had a cash app <laughs> like i didn't put my cash app i didn't do that shit, but i was just like i just need you to know that this is valuable mm-hmm and like people make this their work and i think that that sometimes can be enough you know so it's like you know you continue to do this work and you continue to like you know put your neck out on there and like it's okay to totally make them aware like you know there are people like there are also resources if you really want to go deeper and you really want to like show that you are invested in like doing this here's xyz resources mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm willing to do this stuff because i love y'all and because i you know whatever believe in you but it's also like i think that's totally fine well i just i really find it interesting I
0: the language of the um giving it away for free uh-huh and then of like Saying, I love you and this is why I'm sharing this with you. Mm-hmm. It sounds like intimacy. It sounds like sex, right? Like, it's... Ooh. Right? Like, isn't that an interesting comparison? Whoa. It's super vulnerable. To yeah. Have, it is. Um, yeah.
1: Because your identity is, like, out there. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. you're just... You're literally just explaining shit about yourself. Right. <laughs> like, right. You're giving, you're giving a piece of yourself in yeah. a way that's really... Yeah. And you're letting people into, like... Uh, like, I remember having to do this thing. I was in yoga teacher training mm-hmm. and... I was trying to explain being non-binary and Mm -hmm. trying to really like the thing about me being non-binary is that like, I don't even fucking care if you understand Mm -hmm. or believe me, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just want you to get my pronouns. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I don't, actually want to explain like my whole life story of like how i came to realize like my non-binary sure. i just want you to call me they them and just and like mm-hmm. don't call me girl and mm-hmm. queen or whatever well, don't call anyone queen but like <laughs> right? you know wow. don't don't do it weird. and i am like it honest. but <laughs> yeah. but yeah and so it's just like that's really it but like i was trying to explain like gender and how it's all a lie Mm -hmm. and I was like doing so much work and they asked me to like do all this extra stuff and I was just kind of like I'm like doing this shit for free I'm Mm -hmm. like explaining to them like something that is just very much a part of who I am and um I'm tired yeah. you know it was very it was it was like it felt very vulnerable mm-hmm. when all I really wanted was just for them to be like oh okay is cool mm-hmm. a they them there right ben. and let's keep doing yoga <laughs> yeah right like what? and then you know and like also like don't gender like not every person who has titties mm-hmm. is like a woman is a she her mm-hmm. so you know just be a little bit more conscious but mm-hmm. that was like a whole other thing Who? Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> let's do Let's do the 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 mash. Okay, let's do it. Let's do the mash. That'll be a good deep compressor. <laughs> I'm always surprised at how like deep we get into these things. Okay, manifestation mash. It's like mash as a kid, except for it's a little bit more conscious. Um, we should have a song, manifestation mash. That's it. That's the song. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so. um the four category well the first category is um where you'll live like it could be city it could could be a place um but four places where you'll live okay Uh, um uh virginia
0: okay um north carolina um hawaii all right um all of these places like will include ooh wait what is that place called there's a farm in upstate new york that's like a so fire farm in upstate new oh, york i've heard of that place Woo! they're so cool <laughs>
1: <laughs> i want to be them when i grow up can you speak? still care yeah <laughs> all right and your career slash just a dream activity
0: um farmer okay
1: Enneagram expert. Ooh, there's so many bowels uh, in enneagram. E n n e a g r a m. Thank you, You're expert. I can mm-hmm. spell that. All right. Um, therapist that doesn't have to
0: go to school to get training.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. So You're a
0: great therapist, and I'm not writing any papers ever so again. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Um, yes. And the last
1: one. <laughs> uh, and Breakfast Owner. Ooh, I can totally see you doing that. I'm good at hospitality. Yeah.
0: I wouldn't like talking to strangers, though, all the time. Yeah, I mean,
1: would be living in your house. Yeah. But.
0: <laughs> but the rest of it would be fun. I just yeah. need a partner. I wish there was a place for a partner on this on this match. Don't add that because I'll be really crazy and it'll be really bad. I'll cancer have And I want... <laughs> a and, no, th- and this person <laughs> who broke my heart, but,
1: like, if they could apologize, I'd still take them back. <laughs> Or this person (laughs) Woo, that's literally why I did not put it on there. You know, not everyone wants to be partnered and also we do not have the time. (laughs) Um, uh, um the next one is like the home building that you would live in okay have you heard of earth ships I have. so an earth ship but a, those are
0: super dope but like a beautiful one that I didn't have to pay for it to be built yeah um a hacienda house with like um mm-hmm. a court a courtyard in the center you know like a central courtyard and mm-hmm. then you can like yes yeah um a cottage okay. Um and really good at this. I have lots of time to dream. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, I hate that I like these style houses. This is a problem. And maybe I shouldn't say this on a podcast, but like the style of plantation houses is really beautiful to me. Oh, that hit me in my heart I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, don't touch me. I'll write it down though. But like I just want a house that has like um a, a, a a porch that goes all the way around? You I'm know? Around porch. Yeah. Okay, just a right, right, house right. with a wraparound okay, porch. I'm take erasing off- it. That makes sense. <laughs> Do that. Yeah. Let's take away the oppression from my mansion. Yeah! Game. <laughs> Although it would be really cool to like, like buy a, a plantation house like out from under white people that they couldn't even fucking afford it, or just steal it from them, right? Like, yeah, reparations, this is my house. Yeah. Get out. You know
1: what? I had a whole a whole bunch of family members who lived here. Yeah, Actually, yeah. I think I might just take this. Yeah, yeah, it's mine. Yeah, sorry. Did you? I I built my ancestors built that. Yeah, they did. Did you see that um, <laughs> Viola Davis? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Viola.
0: Day, okay, not know her personally. Yeah, personally. <laughs> um, we're real tight.
1: But she, um, for her birthday, which I guess was like last week or mm-hmm. something, she bought the uh, like plantation that she was born on. I did hear of that. I did
0: hear about that. And, and also, like, didn't Oprah find some of her relatives and buy them like a bunch of like probably, shit that recently? Like some Oprah shit. Yeah, that's like, <laughs> my uncle, because all my I'm, all my aunts and uncles are here, and they're uh-huh. you know did you hear about Oprah <laughs> we might be related to her we should find out yeah we yeah don't Oprah. So, um, just leave her alone do <laughs> <laughs> you know how many letters she gets from people thinking oh they're God. related I mean, did
1: you <laughs> were you at the family reunion <laughs> <laughs> and the the last category is your legacy
0: um well-adjusted, self-loving children.
1: Okay, wow. well-adjusted. <laughs> if I don't get that one, I'm going to be really upset. Okay, well, uh, the other ones are going to be great, too. <coughs>
0: self-loving. I don't think I have any other ones. I just want to write that, like, four times. Um, what? <laughs> I'd love... Okay, I'd love to have um, uh, a camp and retreat center... Um, that I started. Okay, that sounds amazing. I mean, I don't actually want to start anything because that sounds hard, you know. But like, <laughs> I have a vision for things. I just want other people to put it together. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. You're visionary. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, some kind of like and like uh conflict resolution like system or training, like some kind of oh, like okay. way that um people could. I don't know how to phrase this, but, like, something that people could use, like, in the workplace or in, um, I mean, maybe workplaces wouldn't exist, but in, like, um, (laughs) some kind of, like, communal situation where you, uh, yeah, just some kind of system to help people be emotionally honest and present to each other. Love it. And um, I'd love to start, like, a um, a. BIPOC, f- uh, farm, or commune. Obviously. 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 It's the queer way. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> BIPOC, farm. Beautiful. All right, pick a number between one and 11. Seven. Seven. I knew you we were going to pick <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Therapist with no school is out. One, this. two, three, four, five, six, seven. Camping retreat center is out. That's okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Farmers out. That's, That's interesting. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> no, no. See, ah, Kalea. Ah, i I got it. It's the rule. Oh, my God. Well, <laughs> it doesn't mean that you won't have them. It just maybe means that like you'll also have a different legacy, too. Okay, great. You okay. just crossed off well adjusted children. Well adjusted children. Very... They did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did. One, I, two, the... three, oh, four. What's wrong five, with me. Six, I'm sorry. Enneagram expert. Well. Okay, well, you, that means you're gonna be um, a bed and breakfast owner, which I honestly see that for you. Well, thank you. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No BIPOC, BIPOC farmer. This is really upsetting, honestly. But you chose all the things. So, conflict resolution training. That's cool. That's very important work. Yeah. No sarcasm there, literally. Two, three, four, uh, five, six, seven. No cottage. That's okay, I don't no want a cottage. To- Two, three, four, five, six, seven. No hacienda, hacienda with the courtyard in the yes. center? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No wraparound house. That's okay. No we'll wraparound porch. Porch. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Earthship for you. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No Hawaii. That's all right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No Soul Fire Farm. That's okay. That's okay because you are living in an Earthship with mm-hmm. the bed and breakfast. That's, that's right. That's a... Mm-hmm. All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. All right. You're doing it in North Carolina, Yay. which is what I wanted. <laughs> so uh, you're living in North Carolina, bed and breakfast owner that is an earth ship. Mm-hmm. And also will be known for your conflict resolution training. Woohoo! Boop. That'll be amazing. Yeah. I'm, I see that for you. It's a really good reason. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. Um, normally we would have like listener letters, but if you instead have just a little bit of advice you want to give or no. Uh, no,
0: I don't think I have any advice. That's great that's okay I don't have advice take naps that's my Ooh, advice. that's
1: actually really great there's an Instagram <coughs> page called like the, the nap, nap ministry, ministry. yes I'm always like thank you for empowering me mm-hmm. to take this fucking nap yeah rest is important it is so I really appreciate you. I'm um also for you. like on the whim too, like what <laughs> two days ago I was like, Do you wanna be my podcast since you're gonna to come to my house anyway? <laughs> this weird dinner that I made. <laughs> it was good. It was it was it ended up better, you know, you definitely helped. <laughs> Cause I was like, I don't know. Sometimes I panic and add random, like, spices, and then it's really <laughs> I'm so Like, good. I could have added, like, coriander or No, shit. that would have been bad. That would have been really bad, but, like, I might have done it just to see. <laughs> oh my I've done it before, and, like, my partner was like, why the fuck <laughs> did you add coriander? Um, but, yeah, um, I really appreciate it. I and, appreciate um, you. And I really enjoy talking to you and, and hearing your insight, uh, just about being, like, like, um, it, do you consider yourself like do you call yourself like a religious person or do you call it something different i don't know okay i don't know a person who is part of a church yes that. uh, <laughs> that's good guess that yes yeah, yes that's, yes, that's yeah. very accurate mm-hmm. um and actively so mm-hmm. um yeah so thanks so much lauren thank you and um yeah that's the that's it that's the new podcast that's yay we did it yeah.
0: Yeah!